1: of the world Steve Fingerstyles
0: so welcome to another rendition of the podcast I am here once again always again and brought to you by First Row Collectibles If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit FirstRow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got a ton of stuff from all the major sporting leagues. Wrestling, old school, new school. Best thing is, they ship worldwide. Even better, they update daily. So please visit them at FirstRow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit BossFightBooks.com for great books on classic video games you'll find titles like galaga metal gear solid super mario brothers 3 and so many others everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format so please check them out at bossfightbooks.com and if you want to support me directly you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device it's embedded right there in the description click on that link takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs, anything you need or want, it is there. But the most important thing, the freest thing, the best thing to do to support the show each and every week is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is an actor and former Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team champ whom you may have seen on AEW and MLW TV, most recently, professional wrestler Moses.
2: How you doing?
0: I'm doing good, my friend. How are you today?
2: I'm doing well.
0: Doing good, good. Okay, right off the bat, let's get into the wrestling. Because again, I said you're an actor too, so I, I, I want to touch on that right after wrestling. But you're mostly known for being a wrestler. Like I said, Ring of Honor, you were a champ there. How did this journey begin? Did you fall in love with wrestling first, or did you become a wrestler? Like, what was your origin story, so to speak?
2: Uh, Just as a kid, I started watching wrestling, and I was just captivated by it. Uh, Just giant men and women, and I'm just like, man, this is, like, pretty cool. I mean, because it wasn't like soccer, football, basketball. Right. It was just something different on TV, Um, and... Even though, like I had never, like for football, basketball, softball, and stuff, like you kind of got. Hey, so, what the? What are the rules? Or, oh. How do you do this? But wrestling, the commentators explain it to you. As the more you listen, the commentators explain. Okay, so you can't do this. The referee steps in because you can't do that. Right. You easily learn good guys and bad guys. So it was like <laughs> easily to catch on to. Okay, I'm supposed to like this person. I don't like him because he's cheating. Got it. Okay. Right. And now, okay, this is this type of match where so these rules don't apply. Got Like, it was easy to catch on to. And it was just fun because, like, they had different types of matches. Uh, oh, right. You know, in life, you used to, like, you have to fight somebody in your weight class. That was, like, a boxing, big boxing thing, right? Like, you <laughs> fight in your weight class and so you got to lose weight. But I'm like, how is this, like, 6'8", 300-pound <laughs> dude fighting this 5'6"? 160 pound dude And like It's just One versus one I was like This is crazy Right um, And that that What captivated me And then like, like Getting into characters um, Like Kane scared The shit out of me As a kid You're not the um, first
0: one You know how many Former wrestlers And former guests of mine Have said That exact same thing <laughs>
2: I, and you know, I, I I really loved the Undertaker's character, and there were some things that he did that made you be like, oh shit! But like Kane, of course. Uh, the first time you saw me, rips the door off. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was shooting fire. He was talking with the voice box. I really was like, this is a demonic man, right? <laughs> but I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was just real, that was really cool. And then of course you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was my favorite wrestler all go. time. The Rock, Triple H. Um, just a lot of those guys, just like it was, just like really fun and entertaining to watch. Like I know I used to, if we were my parents were out, I was like, "Are we gonna be home by nine o'clock on Mondays? Mm. Are we gonna be home by eight o'clock on <laughs> Thursdays?" Because really? I need to see my Raw, my SmackDown, um, and they'd be like, "Is it really that important?" I was like, "Yes, yes, it is. Of course, because I can't go to school tomorrow and not know what happened last night. Like I, I just that just can't happen." Um, so that, that's where my, like, love for wrestling then came from. So all through school, I followed it, graduated high school. And then in college, I was like, oh, oh wait, this is like, this is pretty fun. So I kind of <laughs> lost touch with wrestling for a little while because right. I was out there doing college things. Sure. And then I came back home after graduating, and I was like, man, I missed something. And I turned wrestling back on. Was like, oh. It was like I never even turned it off, even though I had not seen wrestling for, like, four or five years straight. Right. Um, and then I was working. and I was like, "This can't be what the rest of my life is going to be." So I was like, "Man, let me let me see, let me see about like by, by how i can get getting wrestling." So I literally just googled how to become a professional wrestler, and sure. like like these little wiki steps came up. It was uh-huh. like one, go to the gym; two, find a wrestling school; three, mm. train; four, uh, get matches; five, be a star. I was right. like, "Well, this is the procedure I got to follow. This is very <laughs> doable. <laughs> so and I did that. I That's was going awesome. to the gym. I found a wrestling school, uh MCW, and literally followed steps, and I made it to Ring of Honor.
0: That is so crazy. And you know, it's so funny when I hear different generations of people when they got into wrestling. Because again, I'm old school. I grew up with the Hogan era. Hogan was my Austin. Like, you know what I mean? So, un- which is unfortunate now because it just sucks. But that was the guy that brought me into wrestling. L- like, you know, but then after, like, the Macho Mans, the Ultimate Warriors, like, these characters, the tag team of Demolition, that was another, like, I always forget that that tag team alone really brought me into wrestling because of the characters. And my version of Kane growing up was Papa Shango. That fucker <laughs> scared the shit out of me as a kid, man. When he made Ultimate yeah. Warrior ooze and his face looking like a skull, oh, man. Like that's, yeah. that's some good characters. Like, and even today's product nowadays, like obviously because everyone who critiques are adults. So they didn't appreciate these type of characters because it's like, oh, it's goofy shit. Like, how do we take these guys seriously? Like sort of like, I guess the Bray Wyatt of the world nowadays. Right. But it's like, no, the kids eat the shit up. And isn't that what I, especially WWE, but majority are promoted towards kids. Cause that's what, you know, brings the adults to the show too. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Oh my goodness, that's funny. Okay, you said giant men, big men. You are yourself a huge giant man yourself. Now, you mm-hmm. said if you got into wrestling because of it and all that, if you were smaller in stature, if you were, say, a cruiserweight, do you think you still would have got into wrestling?
2: Hell yeah. You yeah. stopped jumping off of rings at 300 pounds. You don't think I'm going to do that? I- well, I-, I guess,
0: yeah. But, again, it's but I get, you. I hate to say it, but people with your stature, people who are muscular, like, again, as much as the stigmas... Is not there but it still is it's easier to get that foot first footstep in the door like you get the eyes automatically on you you really don't have to prove and grind as much even though you do obviously but i'm saying in, in general right so it would be probably a harder road because every small man says i hate to use this word small man too but in comparison to you everyone's small but most small men always say that they always have to grind and this like look at the johnny gargano story for example right
2: yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, so to that point, yes, uh, I, I would definitely say smaller guys take way more bumps than bigger guys. And I oh, don't that's care true who too. wants to argue. I don't care who wants to argue me about that. I, my bump card is clean compared to <laughs> a lot of the smaller guys that's out here wrestling.
0: <laughs> and
2: I will never argue with them. Um, so, but I, I think, well, I think where I would have figured it out is when I was at MCW training, if I didn't like keep taking bumps every day or being somebody's bump dummy who was trying to figure something out. sure. Right. That's uh, my body can't take this. But then again, I think my college years and coming out of college, that was like the era of like smaller guys coming in. Right. And like seeing punk was a of a smaller guy. Like, the height he had it, but as far as like the the size of him, more of a sm- like he was smaller compared to like John Cena, exactly uh, the John Cena's were right Triple H. So it, it just kind of depends, and I mean, if you look out there now, there's a lot of varying body styles that didn't exist that's back in too. the day with Hogan, right? So uh, yeah. that's just a sign of times changing.
0: No, which is great because there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Because I think that's what another key component of wrestling is but again you mentioned it you got signed to ring of honor so when did all this happen what was the process like and then obviously you became a member of stp so walk me through some of these steps here
2: um so con and i did a um ring of honor tryout camp uh Uh i want to say it was august 2018 uh, I, to this day, I, <laughs> and that was one of the most interesting and hellish experiences I've ever been involved in. Okay. Just because like, you, you're in your gear all day, both days.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
2: and uh, you can ask any wrestler, you really don't want to be in your, your gear any longer than what you have to be. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was just interesting because you know like half the day you sprint doing promos the other half you spend doing a drill and then later on you do matches right um but it's also like competition because you're trying to at that time the enticement of coming was not only being in front of the ring of honor like higher ups and some of the guys that worked there like Billy ray was there mm. um but it's also like the potential opportunity to train at the ring of honor dojo at the time right um and so, like, we're just, we're ball, like going hard and, like, really trying our best. And just, we both went through a mindset of, yo, we're not going to go ahead and do anything that we haven't done before. We're going to stick to the basics and do what we know how to do. Mm-hmm. Forget everything else. Right. And that's what we did. And at the end of it, uh, we were approached until we were invited. And that's how we wound up in the Ring of Honor Dojo. Um, fast forward to, so that was, like, uh, August, August or September of 2018, um fast forward until like the springtime or right before the springtime twenty nineteen that's when we got signed to a uh three year uh developmental contract it, the first year was a developmental, and then the last two were option years um and so we were doing uh ring crew uh setting up before the show sure. doing whatever during the show, tear down after the show, drive to the next town, doing the same thing over <laughs> and over. <laughs> uh being used here and there on darks uh, at that time we were also doing future of honor um, okay. so we were doing those shows as well and then um we weren't and then, so like we're getting closer to 2020 at this point right and mm. we really weren't doing anything
1: <laughs> we <laughs> were going
2: to the dojo practicing but like show the shows not being used and you know it's something like you got to wait for the opportunity to arise um And then finally Somebody was like Hey y'all two are going to be working um, In the Hammerstein Ballroom Right And we were like Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, so our very first match in Ring of Honor Was a dark match against the Bouncers Yes
0: Because um, I think Con told the first... same Because I had Con on the show And he pretty much said the same thing that you are saying Almost word for word And I love it that you were both literally on the same like even the way he said it, it was like a long day being in your uh, in your gear so please continue cuz this to me is fantastic how both oh, of you thought the same
2: what a lot of people don't know was uh so the night before yeah was uh we did something I, that might have been th- – that was that was a pay-per-view so um saturday night was the uh, i think i think it might have been final battle was friday okay sat or saturday and then sunday or it might have been uh yeah friday and then saturday night was in at the uh, in Philly um and that was like final battle fallout or whatever the, the, the next show at, right after right. after final battle was.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, cause that was the, the last, that, the, that, that was the final battle that, uh, the young bucks and Cody were, that was their last match. Oh, on, right? okay. Gotcha. That was that night. Right. So that this night, uh, yeah. So we did the ring crew that Friday night before and after the show drove to Philly, um, show up, uh, and we set up that morning. We like took naps on the couches out there in the foyer, um, like <laughs> and where the bar is at. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, literally, as we're like tidying up the mats, we get pulled to the side and said, yeah. Hey, you guys are doing a dark match with the bouncers. Now, mind you, we already were going to be leaving once the show started to go do a future Bonner show
0: oh, okay.
2: um, in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But now we're like, she's So, like, we go get changed. <laughs> We do our match with the bouncers, jump in the car, go do the future of honor show, come right back to the end of the uh, Ring of Honor show, tear down, break down, and then go back home to Maryland.
0: Oh, my God. So then when – obviously, I know when STP happened because, again, like I said, Con brought that all up and everything, but – like I've had all these guys on and everyone says it was the time of your lives. Like these guys just were all brothers. These guys knew what was going on. These guys all like pretty much had the same mentality. And how refreshing is it to be a part of a group like that, that all have the same sort of vision?
2: Well, it was good because I think everybody has something to prove. Mm. Now,
1: honestly,
2: like if if you really want to say it, shame was the only established person. Right. And that's time, right? Yeah. Like he, Right, he had a name. He came in with uh, Keith, and they were doing their thing, having those crazy matches. Yep. Um, and then Keith went and did his thing, and then Shane was on a singles tear, like that match he had in Philly with Jeff Cobb. Like I think oh, that yes. really like got people like, oh fuck, Shane can really go. Yes. Um, and then so him and Red were already doing like the vignettes and promos of Shane <laughs> Taylor promotions, and then uh, and, so in Chicago at the end of the um war of the worlds tour 2019 yeah uh we were in chicago we did this run-in thing um it was con and i and then it was shane and bully and then um afterwards shane was kind of like what they got y'all doing and we (laughs) was just like doing what we just did today running in and that's not (laughs) it he was like all right y'all probably gonna be with me but let me go talk and so he did and got in group chat, start talking oh, about awesome. ideas and whatnot. Um, and I, I never forget we were at the, the first time that we kind of did like our first pose. Right. Um, Shane had a match and Khan and I, whenever we came out to the ring, we would always throw our fist up mm. in the ring. Right. Um, and so this was in Baltimore. Uh, at, at now it's the Chesapeake Bay Arena. I forgot what it was at the time. Okay. And so Shane's in the front, uh, like in the ropes like he normally is and me and Khan con and i are like towards like the back of the ring uh-huh. we're standing there with our fists up <laughs> and shane kind of turns around and looks and he like nods his head and he throws his up right. and so that was like the first time that That's we awesome. like solidified like that was like actually going to be a thing um so that that was really cool um and so then we just hit the ground running
0: um yeah he just became champs like and then invoking the free bird rule so to speak so how, how cool was that being a part of that sort of rule
2: it was cool. Um, so, like being champs, uh, like we we took our so we took opportunity and ran with it because COVID hit. That's um, right. yeah. And at that time, it kept all the foreigner all the foreign wrestlers from uh, coming to the United States. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of Con kind of just like we got to use what we got. So <laughs> Con and Moses, y'all got to go. We was like, finally, let's go. <laughs> uh, and so that like, so everybody has their own feeling about what the bubble was like. Yeah. Sure. That was our moment, I feel like, because that's when we got a chance to actually go out there and show people. Like, right. our first match in the bubble was against uh, EC3 and the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, Jay. Um, yep. And then uh, Khan and I got to wrestle Mark and Jay Briscoe. Uh, this is all in the bubble.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> and then we got to wrestle Mexi Squad for the titles in oh, the shit. bubble. So it was just like, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. the... Our thing, like, we got to go get some heavy hitters all while the bubble was going
0: on. Oh, my God. That's so cool. So how was it becoming a champ for the first time, being recognized again? Even though, again, it was a free bird rule, whatever, it doesn't matter. How cool was it doing it for the first time and also, again, doing it with a a, a bunch of your bros?
2: It was great. Um, it, It kind of felt like you're scratching off one thing on the list uh, of accomplishments. I like that. Goals, Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Cause, you know, your ultimate goal is to be around for a long time. Sure. Right? You want to you be like, oh, yeah, that guy's been around. He's wrestled almost everybody. He got this. He got like, you know, he got notches on his belt. And that was just like one notch. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of was like recognition of they belong. Right? It, was, it wasn't like they were here and they, ah, they washed out. It was more so, oh, no, they can go. And they they were deserving of earning a shot at these titles. Um, so that, that that was like a huge moment in my life. Um, I was so happy. The only <laughs> thing that I <laughs> wished I could have changed was okay. that I wish it could have been in front of people.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. I know. The audience makes a difference. I, I don't care what anyone says. It does. it does, man. It does.
2: And especially to wrestle like the Mexi squad. like right. that. I just feel like that would have been an in- insane environment to be in. Uh, But nonetheless, we won the titles. It was aired. People watched it. It was what it was.
0: Now, how about if it was like your typical faction where ROH came to you guys and said, okay, you guys are just tag team. Someone else is a single and whatever and go that way. Would you rather have been in a tag team or would you want to splinter off and be in a singles run? Um,
2: I mean, as long as I'm working, I guess it don't matter. Uh, But do you have a preference? How about
0: that? I think that's a better question. Do you have a preference?
2: So, I mean, at this moment in time, I would say I wish I was in the tag team. Maybe I'd be on TV somewhere. <laughs> uh, but uh, to me, as long as I'm working, I don't have a preference. I can do both. I had fun in the tag team. And I, I feel like uh, my name came to prominence in a tag team,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and there was a lot more uh, juice to squeeze out of that. But you know. You can't control um, powers that be, and you don't. You don't control the pin. So yeah, uh, I have no. I I love singles because I can go out there and do what I want to do and portray myself the way I want to portray myself. But tag team wrestling is fun because you have to figure it out as a team.
0: No, it's true. And you know what? I, I, I don't know why this is the only time I thought about this. Being a wrestler, that must be the hardest thing. Sometimes not having control of your own creative. Like you just got to go with the flow. Like you, you know what I mean? Obviously in a perfect world, everyone wants to have creative control. But sometimes you do need to get pulled back a bit and be like, hey, hey that's not good. Because obviously everyone's ideas is never perfect. But in a perfect world, would you want to have complete creative control over your character all the time?
2: Um. It depends on where I'm at on the card. Yeah.
0: Makes <laughs> am sense. I,
2: am I at the top. If I'm at the top, probably so, because I want to be able to See my character them. to come off yeah. the way the way. Now, I would go to people I trust and ask them for input, or oh, okay. where my agent was. I would ask for input. Sure. But if I am somebody who is coming in new, or I'm new to the company and I'm building, uh, I might. I might. Which give me your critique. Um, that that's why I think uh being in a tag team or trios is kind of different mm-hmm. because where you would have to come back and talk to a producer or an agent who has to watch ten other matches on the night for feedback, you have somebody who was literally right there with you saying, "Hey, I think you didn't do that or hey we could we could fix this or this could be better. You right. get that instant feedback so that you have instant like you have instant communication on what people thought how to fix it, how to improve
0: it. True. No, that's so true. Okay. How about this? I I never asked any of the other members, but every good faction always has to break up. Eventually. Did you guys already have something in the back of your heads thinking, okay, this is the way we're going to go out. If that's what day comes.
2: No, cause no. we were still like, we were still coming. Cause I mean, eventually like, uh, like the goal was for Shane to go do singles okay uh, O'Shea do singles Khan and I do tag until like other things came about sure. um so they they not like initial plan but that was how it was like gonna go like Khan and I were tag Shane O'Shea gonna be singles
0: and I love the name, the soldiers of savager, savagery. I already told this to Khan too. It's one of those things. It's it's just different. Like, and again, it evokes like a fear, like something like you you know, if this tag team's coming down, they're serious. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, people don't realize mm-hmm. how much sometimes a name does make a difference. Like the one everyone always points out is, what if Dolph Ziggler's name was something else? Would he be the same? Like, obviously, he had a great career, and everyone should strive to have that. But I think he would have been like on the top with like John Cena during that era. Absolutely. Right?
2: right, Yeah, I mean, I think it's what you make it, right? Like, just because you got a cool name That's doesn't mean too. you always live up to that hype, right? No, like, of course. if you got somebody called the Hammer, you like, hey, he <laughs> should be knocking heads, but he go out there and he looked like shit. I don't want to see that guy on my television.
0: That so, is so true.
2: <laughs> I think it's all about the per the people and the personalities that come to that name to make it like larger than life.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so how about this? Lastly, on Ring of Honor, what was going through your mind when the doors closed, and then when Tony Khan rebought or bought Ring of Honor? Um,
2: well, unlike some, so some people like automatically knew they had some place to go.
0: Oh, um, that's right.
2: But I, I can speak for myself personally. Nobody came talk to me about any interest. Yada yada yada. And so mm. at first, but I was like, you know what? You got to let things play out because, you know, there, were a, there was a good amount of time that went by that it, Ring of Honor was just supposed to be rebranding and then coming back. Ah, like nobody knew. Right. Um, but then it started like, it's like coming out in the news, like there's a potential buyer. It's called Tony Khan. Okay, so is he buying it? What is he doing with it? Is mm. he just buying it just for uh, all, all, the, all the videos that he can go sell now? Is he, is he buying it for the, like the catalog or is he buying it to use it? Is he going to keep it as ring of honor as its own company and an AW as its own thing? Like I, what's he going to do? Um, and you know, in the meantime, you know, me, I'm just, you know, training, staying ready, like phone call going to come. Um, but you know, it's, you can feel how you want to feel. I, I felt a certain kind of way, like, damn, of like course. they don't want me there, but you know, at, I had to check myself. It's like, yo, maybe you're not showing them something they want. Maybe that's not something, whatever, maybe something you're doing and you're presenting isn't a desirable thing that they want to put on their product right now. So keep going to the lab, keep working, and whatever God's plan will be is God's plan.
0: No, and that's so true. And that's the thing about wrestling too. You might not be hot one day, but then soon enough you'll be the hottest shit on TV and everyone's going to want a piece of you where your problem now is going to be, shit, I can't take all these bookings, right?
2: Uh, that's a that's a great problem to have i tell
0: you that of course it is my friend of course but you did appear like i said on AEW tv on on an episode of dark with scp member o'shea so how was that experience coming back into a, a ring with an stp member after being off for so long without communications so question for
2: you did
0: that air i don't know if it ended up airing or not 'Cause I, I personally I don't really watch Dark unless someone says it's like the best match ever. But it's said that you appeared on Dark, so So
2: yes, we, we okay. did do a dark match um down in Orlando. Um, but I don't think they ever released it. Really? Yeah, I could uh yeah, definitely. Oh shit. You know, you they they would send you the stuff for you to promote it.
0: Oh gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So, but how was that experience, even though it didn't air, being with with O'Shea again?
2: It was, I felt at home. Oh, that's good. Being back in the ring, being back on that stage, I I felt really good. Um, The match was quick, you know, but the dark matches, they are like that. Of course. I know for a fact that I didn't lose a step and I can still hang with the boys. So I was just, I I was really happy with it. Um, could I? do I want more time? absolutely do I want to do character develop, development? absolutely but I went in and did my job that I was supposed to do
0: no that's fantastic and it's so true and i i don't understand and again i'm sure you feel the same way why stp is not more featured on tv bringing back all of views together like there's so many storylines there that you could spin off like, like especially aw and ring of honor that is built like with stables now like everyone is sort of like in its own stable so it's like this is a no-brainer but again as the infamous Taz says i digress so we'll we'll leave it at that <laughs>
2: Uh, well, let's just speak into existence. One day, I'll get that call,
0: and let's the hope, STP man. will be coming
2: down the ramp together again.
0: Let's hope so, my friend. Let's hope so. Well, you don't also just rely on wrestling. You've been acting recently, and you're featured have- in, in in a film that's debuting, Unfailing Love. So, how did this opportunity come about? And did you always also want to be an actor?
2: Honestly, I tell you, I have. I'm a big movie fan.
0: Oh, I have. Awesome.
2: I, okay. Good. In addition to wrestling, I'm a big movie guy.
0: Um, Oh, okay, good, good.
2: uh, I love watching movies. I love watching series. I love watching TV, um, especially something that can, like, grasp my attention. Okay. Um, And when I got released from Ring of Honor and bookings kind of, like, felt like didn't have as many, uh, I was like, I got a whole lot of free time on my hands, (laughs) and I need to figure out something to do. (laughs) Uh, And so a friend of mine was like, she's the Lady T. Uh, she is a news anchor for Fox News Baltimore. Shout out to her. Um, she uh, was like, hey, I'm checking out this acting, I'm going to audit this acting class mm. um, at McKinnon Acting Studios. Um, and I was just like, what you mean, audit? Because <laughs> when I hear audit, I'm thinking about like the IRS looking. Exactly,
0: right? Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't want no parts of that. <laughs>
2: but she was like, no, you just sit in and you watch how they do the class. And then if you want to, you can do you can perform a scene, and then they'll see where which level of class they want to put oh, you in. Okay. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I come? So she asked. They said I can come, sat, watch the class. I was like, oh, this is cool. Really? I did the scene, um, and they put us both. So like, They have uh, four levels of classes. They put them both in um, the third level, okay. um, just off the that read. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. enjoyed it because... The acting, like the the gentleman who led the class, his name is Jason Jones. He attended Howard University. He is an actor. He reminded me of like the tough love dad, right? Because he didn't just like, so like, for you come in class, you do your, like, you go over techniques, you watch, you watch stuff, you critique it. But for your homework, you had to go home and do, like, self-tapes. Self-tapes is just you learn some lines, you record yourself, you send it in as if it's an actual audition. Mm. Um, and we would watch them in class. Okay. And he didn't just say, okay, you did a good job. Um, let's just try better next time. He didn't just give you that. He would watch it almost like somebody watching a wrestling match. Oh, okay. He would watch it, <laughs> and he would just, and once he got done, he would like, be yeah. like, okay, okay. So we got through it. We got through it. You you got all your lines in. Um, We got through the scene. Good job with that. Um, But you didn't make a choice. Mm. And that's what's going to separate you from all these other actors. You played it safe. Right? And I was just like, ooh. And he was like, you got to make a choice. Because when you make a choice, it may be that thing that makes them go, you know what? That's exactly what I wanted. Or... It could be a thing is you know what that's not what I wanted but now my mind changed mm. and what he also said was something else that we learned he taught was your goal when you're auditioning is not to book the role I was like then what the hell am I auditioning for? <laughs> right <laughs> but he was like your goal is to book the room
0: oh and I was like shit
2: that's wrestling. I was like, that's wrestling. There you go. Your goal isn't to win that match. I mean, your goal is to win the match, but your right. goal is to get these people to either hate you or love you. Yep. Because now, to that Booker, it's okay. This guy is something about him that the people want, and if the people are into it, I can make money with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was like, ah, acting wrestling. I wow. see it now. And so that, and so he would be starting about that. He'd be like, y'all got homework. I don't want hear no excuses. Get y'all get five self texts next week. Yeah. I'm like five man I, I got work i don't want to hear nothing i got work too i got kids i ain't trying to hear none of that yeah, I'm like, you yeah. know i right, think like and that's just and that's been the approach I was like, i'm was i gonna make a choice so um sure. i so i did um 12 weeks with mckinnon at like studios between that past pre- uh, processing performance and the advanced acting class and then mm-hmm. i was just like you know what they also taught us that once you're done here, go to other schools. Ooh. And go to other acting schools and learn different techniques. Cause in my mind I was like, if you mean to tell me I can take twelve weeks of acting, I can be out here with Denzel <laughs> <laughs> It's about to be on. Sure. <laughs> it's about to be on. You mean to tell us all I need? And then um, so I went I moved that. I funny. moved down to Atlanta. Um and I started taking acting classes at uh Dwayne Boyd's Premier Acting Network in Decatur, Georgia oh, wow. and I strolled up in there thinking I'm hot shit I got 12 weeks on the map of course
1: back.
2: man they humbled me so quick <laughs> yeah you need to work on this 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 you gotta calm down you gotta present us with a better face cause you, you little mean you little mean I was like man. Mm-hmm. and wrestling my face man, people like that they like the mean face but they was like you gotta think about it these people gonna be on set with you for like oh.
1: months at a time
2: and if you come all as the point. big mean dude, they ain't gonna want to work with you. Yeah, That's yeah. the that whole book in the room thing I had to learn about. I right. was like, ah, okay, okay, I got it. But it's been fun. Um, That's awesome. We do improv and scene reading, which is which is fun. Improv I like just because acting. I mean, wrestling is a whole lot. It's just basically improv, right? Um, <laughs> uh, and so the, the scene reading it's fun because I just think about wrestling promos. Wrestling promos I got to come up with the words of my own. You give me the this, this script. I got the words on the paper. I got the answer to the test, Chief. <laughs> so that's just the way I look at it. it it's been fun. So, yes, uh, cool. last summer, I did the movie Unfailing Love, uh, which is my first uh, movie that I've ever done. It was a lot of fun. We shot that in uh, PG County, Maryland, and in Baltimore. Um, the premiere for the movie is july 7th um it's going to be at the Hyatt, Hi- the regal Hi- in hyattsville maryland um and i'm excited for that next week it's an all-white affair uh it will be showing at six o'clock p.m and i'm ready to go
0: oh that's so awesome man okay so obviously again to parallel this wrestling everyone's is to become the world champ right acting it's a little bit different like yeah it's popular rich get good roles whatever so forth and so on but how about this? What's your world title for acting? What's your dream role or franchise to eventually work on that you want to check off?
2: So I I, I kind of weigh acting and working. Are you continuously working? Ooh. And are you able to do different things? That's a good one. Right? Uh, so I, I don't want to be pigeonholed and, oh, he does the angry black guy sure. very well. I, I don't want to. If that's all the roles I'm doing, I'm like, I, I'm not doing something right. Right, right. Uh, But if I am able to do comedy over here, if I'm able to do serious over here, if I'm able to be like the big brother over here, if I'm yeah. able to be like this eccentric character over here, um, if, am, am I able to pull off um, being funny and serious in the same role? Right. Am I able to... Am I able to make you believe from 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 project to project that I'm a different character? That's how I'll determine my success. Mm. Um, something that like I, I'm playing around with in acting class is actually like what people be like being stupid. Like see, see how much fun you can have with that character. Like can you do some type of. Um, like social tick that known people are like oh he's kind of odd, right. but can you do it in a way to make people buy? Like, I, I got to keep watching because it, it's kind of it, it keeps me interested. Sure. Like uh, Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory, right? So, like, yeah. Everybody fell in love with him because you're like he means so well, but he can be an asshole at times, right? Uh, but half time he do be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how he comes off. Um, so that's just that that that's what I, that's what I'm aiming for.
0: Okay, then no, that's fair enough. Okay, well, speaking of movies, you said it. You are a movie buff. I I used to be considered a movie buff. Not so much anymore since COVID happened. But, okay, one thing I got to go right off the bat, because you posted this on the socials. The long-debated, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Can you, for (laughs) once and for all, settle this here today, even though it's not Christmas? But we'll say Christmas in July. So is it a Christmas movie?
2: It's absolutely a Christmas movie. What is the setting in the movie? He is going to the wise Christmas party that gets taken over by terrorists. It is a Christmas movie. So that's... At the end...
0: Is that what you make, or is that what you consider a Christmas movie, if it's themed around Christmas, or if it's during Christmas? That's all yes. it takes? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's fair enough, because another one that a lot of people like to bring up is Gremlins. Is that a Christmas movie? I
2: have to say it is. Right? Yeah. I
0: think it's even more well, than Die Hard at the, at the end of the movie Do you not get a feel
2: good moment Of like the spirit and all that st- Do you not get that Yeah but
0: that's most movies Like you know what I mean
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know I, I, I tell you one of the best movies That I think ever came out Was Avengers uh, Infinity War okay. Because the bad guy won
0: Yep he sure did <laughs> The
2: bad guy finally won Yep and it took it took the Avengers going through timelines in order to beat him, but in real time, he won. the bad guy finally won. And yeah. like so, I just, every time the good guy does not have to win.
0: It's true. And then you could spin off, and then the good guy could eventually come back and get the win. Like it's it's, it's like they say in or, wrestling again: the parallel, the chase is better than the actual title reign, right?
2: It is, but sometimes that heel is needed. Of course. I.e. Roman Reigns for years. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes cool. you need a different side of things. Because now look at this story. For all this time, we rode a wave. And the, the bloodline essentially were heels. Right? right? They were heels of the company. Yeah, yeah. But Sammy wrote that line. And big baby face. Gone. yeah. The Usos telling that story heals mad baby face. Do you see how being a heel can turn you into the baby? It's just like that's just the way that it can go. So that's what I'm saying. And a lot of times the heel are a lot cooler.
0: Especially nowadays. Without
2: science. Without trying so hard Like yeah. baby faces Sometimes have to go Out of their way yeah. To get people to like them Where the heel whole point was I'm not trying to like you And that's why A lot of people do respect them Because in real life That person that seems bubbly eh, like, Something wrong with them
0: Right Well that's what I say <laughs> I say it goes both ways If someone is like Totally out there And is a complete asshole Obviously But if someone's A total opposite is like Nothing bothers them And they're always That's like Okay there's something Creeping behind that smile Man I don't trust that Right
2: <laughs> Exactly,
0: exactly. Okay, how about other genres? Like, for example, because I had this debate on last week's show. I had uh, one of the writers from the the Wu-Tang series, and we were talking about the movie Air. And is that considered a basketball movie because no actual basketball game is taking place in the movie except for, like, random NBA highlights?
2: So this is what I'll tell you. Okay. I put that movie in the same realm as Draft Day with Kevin Costner. Oh, it's a it's a it's a sports telling movie, but it's not oh. like basketball specific. Okay, right? Because the team th- there was no team. Of course, Michael Jordan played on the the Bulls, but like there there was no team to do anything. We learned what the inside of the organization did. Mm. So I I just feel like it was, and the organization prides themselves on Nike is a shoe company, right? Right. So. We can't really say they're all sports because they don't make all sports shoots.
0: No, of course.
2: But in this instance, because Michael Jordan is involved, i say it's like a sports-telling movie.
0: Mm, actually, that's a good take because I never thought of it that way. How about Teen Wolf? Do you consider that a comedy or basketball? Like,
2: uh, I, comedy, really? They play basketball. So,
0: Well, but if you take, think about it, you take out basketball, what, what? what's the incentive of him becoming Teen Wolf? Because that's the whole reason why, so he, he could start dunking and being a better player, right? I, I mean, what do we say about Air Bud? <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, that's a good example. Yeah, but Air Hall, but I I would consider that a kid's movie, though. See? That's the thing.
2: I, I mean, Teen Wolf could be looked in that same light.
0: I guess so. Well, no, there's nudity in Teen Wolf, I believe, so you can't consider it a kid's movie. Is it? I
2: haven't seen Teen Wolf since I was younger.
0: Or am I thinking Revenge of the Nerds? Now I'm getting all my 80s movies wrapped up into one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> revenge of the nerves is actually a really good movie
0: it was i don't think it holds up though no if you've never watched it when you were growing up i don't think you should go back and take a look
2: at it <laughs> just like animal house you kind of oh is. shit it's kind of cringe it's kind of cringe at this point in time
0: <laughs> yeah no kidding okay how about this so to put a perspective and what what type of stuff do you like what are some of your favorite genres and like some of your favorite movies of all time
2: so I can't really say I have a favorite genre. I just mm. I just like movies. Like okay. so, so I was on set for... So I just did a project in the DMV area, another, a new movie that will be coming out next year. Nice. Um, and on set, somebody asked me, what are my top five favorite movies? that we got cut off because we got to do something. But number one, I told them, The Notebook. Um, and they were really surprised. Sure. And I was like, well, The Notebook did great storytelling about love, but they did it because it tackled every aspect of love. It tackled patience, anger. Um, it, it, it tackled um, insecurities. It's just kind of different, different levels of it. And I thought it was a great storytelling. Um, but then my next one was training day.
0: And I was <laughs> like,
2: the reason, But the reason being, I was like, look at what Denzel did. Yes. Denzel was the good guy in every movie. That he had ever done true. up until that point, point. Yeah, yeah. and then he starts off in Training Day. He, he just okay, he's just a badass. He's just doing that. when you get sure. to them, like the middle, day, "Oh, he is bad," and you <laughs> have never seen Benzel like this. Um, but then, like the twist with the Ethan saving like the the girl earlier in the movie coming right. back to help him later on. Like it was just oh, this is a really, 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 really well done movie. So I, I just I I go anywhere with movies. Like one of my favorite uh, series is streaming is a Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. Um, I I thoroughly enjoy watching that show. It's it's very cool. And right now I just started. Um, I don't know if you watch Swagger.
0: Swagger. I didn't even even heard of this.
2: It's a Swagger. It's uh it's on iTunes. Okay. The, uh, 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 Apple or Apple TV. TV yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, loosely based on Kevin Durant's life. He's like oh, one okay. of the producers yeah, yeah. of it, and it's it's really good.
0: Yeah, like the great storytelling to me is what I look for too. Like again, growing up, my two favorite genres were comedy and horror. And to me, that's what I pretty much grew up on. I like that anything drama-wise, anything nominated for an Academy Award, I never watched. Like, get that shit out of here. But as I got older, same thing, appreciate it. Like, same thing with, like you said, The Notebook. That is great storytelling at its finest. Like, you know what I mean? And to me, you can't have a good movie without a good storytelling. Like, even action movie. I'm a huge action fan, but if the story doesn't make sense and it's just a bunch of guys just shooting each other, what's the point here? Like, you know, I'll just play a video game if that's the case.
2: I, I, I don't know. I can watch John Wick 52 and be thoroughly entertained. Okay, but that's different. There's a little caveat there, you see. But
0: speaking of storytelling, if his dog never died, would you want to keep watching the series? (laughs) Right?
2: I mean, (laughs) honestly, we could have stopped after one if that was the case. True. But at this point, I'm just like, I don't even care about the story. I just want to see him shoot all the guns in every movie, and him not get killed by all 10 million bullets that's flying his way.
0: No, because uh, me, my favorite actors growing up was like the Stallones, the Arnolds, John Card Van Damme, obviously, I ate all that shit up. But then after, as I got older... Again, like how people look at you sideways when you say The Notebook, one of my favorite actors of all time is Brad Pitt. Like the, this man's range from what he did from like seven to his younger stuff to everything in between. Oh my God. Like everything that man has done, I think has been fantastic over the years.
2: Benjamin Button is a really underrated movie.
0: Another one. Yes. I love that. The movie. Curious
2: case of Benjamin Button. Um, but going back to action, did you watch Extraction 2?
0: No, I haven't even watched the first one. Oh man Uh, Is it actually worth it? Because I'm so scared nowadays with these action movies Like the Expendables just threw me off action again
2: (laughs) You kind of got to excuse the Expendables I just watched that for the nostalgia of some of the people that they bring in. Well again like you said Um,
0: If they ended after the first one or two I would have been good
2: (laughs) Yeah I think they're only like four or five now Right Um, (laughs) Yeah um but i like uh so the first uh extraction came out during covid that in okay. the old guard i think held netflix down mm. during covid uh, the old guard i to this day is probably one of the best movies they have done i can't wait for part two to come out okay. um but extraction the first one i, I, I mean i liked it uh, and then the second one when i tell you they they must have hired one of the best coordinators yeah, they've, really?
0: I've ever seen because they did some stuff in two. I was like, sheesh. Okay. Okay, so maybe I will have to go check that out. Okay, how about the whole thing now too, speaking of t- today's stuff, is remakes, reboots, continuation legacies, whatever you want to label them nowadays. Do you appreciate these or do you think once it's made, <sighs> leave it alone?
2: So it has to be done right. And okay. here, here's what I'll say. Okay, okay. I, I'm i a huge fan of the original White Men Can't Jump. That was an all-time classic movie. Yep. The new one, I watched it. Okay. It's not bad, but it's not the original. <laughs> of course, the, now on this one, they didn't try to stick to the same story. They, they changed things up. They changed names, which yep. was cool. Um, but it, it, it doesn't go, to me, it, it doesn't rise at the same level as the first one did. Now, on the flip side of that, Mm. bel-air is fucking amazing
0: everyone keeps telling me this i'm scared i'm scared to get invested and then it's either gonna get either bad or pulled get
2: get invested okay okay. get invested okay okay. because they actually like tackle like real world things okay in like a real kind of way where i think fresh prince of bel-air kind of had to do it kind of like in a the the most PC way possible. Of course. Just because of the time that it was on and the network with streaming, you can kind of get away with more stuff. Um, And they are... It it is a really, really good show. So I I think it just depends on how it's done.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we we keep saying over and over, it's the writing and how it's done and how you take yourself seriously. Yeah, because that was the whole thing with me. When I first heard it, I actually got excited because I had no idea what it was about. And I literally thought it was the continuation of Will Smith from Fresh Prince. Like, you know what I mean? Now now he's going to be the new Uncle Phil and now some other kid's going to come live with him, whatever, whatever, right? And then when I heard it was all serious and this, I'm like, ah, do I really want to do this? I don't know. But again, like, like you just said, people before you even told me, it's fantastic and you should get into it. So I, I guess I will yes. have to give it a chance. Uh,
2: so aside from that, um, one of... I feel like the best shows on television on streaming is uh,
0: Yellowstone. Again, another every wrestler loves this fucking series. <laughs> what what is it with wrestlers and Yellowstone? Let me tell you something. Kevin Costner can do no wrong by me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Waterworld, my friend. Show, sorry, I, I've seen it. Uh, you liked I,
2: it? Dad, and you, my dad uh, used
0: <laughs> I was
2: like, <laughs> like seven. And my dad used to get, like, tapes sent to the house. He had, like, this subscription. You're right. But, like, two, like, three of the ones he kept that I can remember were Broken Arrow with John Travolta. That was a good movie. Uh, Waterworld and Tombstone. Okay. And so that was Tombstone was my introduction. And Waterworld, my introduction oh, shit! Kevin Costner. Okay. And so that's what I was at. At that young age, I was like, there's something about this guy that I like. Right. Um. And so, it, but Yellowstone, man, again, okay, great storyteller. Um, and like they, they have a great blend of action with, um, like I, I'm, I love animals. So like seeing the horses, seeing them take care of cattle, right. like that beautiful countryside that they go on, um, watching the, the ranchers lives. It, I, I just really enjoy it.
0: How about this? Succession. Have you gotten into succession? Cause I've been dying to talk I to have. someone. To Okay. I have. Okay. So you've watched it. You've watched the finale. You're good. I have not watched the finale. Ah, shit, man. I don't want to spoil it for you then. I can't. There's too much that happens. There's too much that happens. Okay. Okay. But again, speaking of good storytelling, to me, I think Mm -hmm. this is one of the best TV shows that's been out in the last decade alone. Never mind.
2: It It feels real.
0: Well, that's the thing. And again, tying everything to wrestling because it makes sense. Everyone always compares this to the McMahon family, and this is how everything is. Like Even to the point where they break everyone's character down to be like, okay, this is Triple H, this is Steph, this is (laughs) McMahon.
2: Absolutely. I I totally
0: agree. Oh, man. Okay, I got to find someone else to talk to succession with then, man, because this final season is bugging me a little bit. But you'll enjoy it. It's good. It's still on par with everything else. And another thing that makes a great season is when – you can't dif- differentiate which season is the best. It's like all of them were good mm-hmm. and you take one away it like just screws everything up. Like You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And to me, that's what I love. Okay. How about the movie you've watched the most times? Is it those three you were saying? Tombstone and...
2: No. Okay. The, okay. That, so, uh, the movie that I watched the most times as a kid was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2.
0: Oh, do one with Vanilla Ice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, ah, uh, 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 ninja, ninja, bro. go ninja, go ninja, go, oh, go shit. ninja, go ninja, go. But that was my chain.
0: Well, as a kid, you don't know any better, right?
2: Sure don't. <laughs> oh my! I love that.
0: So, are you a fan originally of the Ninja Turtles to begin with?
2: I am still a fan of the Ninja. Oh, Turtles.
0: okay. So, what do you think about all the new stuff coming out then?
2: Nah, uh, you don't. I'm I, uh, so, Uh-oh. I don't know, the, the the graphics of the new Ninja Turtles, not not the newest one that Nickelodeon has come out, yeah, yeah. that's more cartoonish, yeah, yeah. but the two that they did, like I think around 2015-ish, 2017-ish, mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, this is, I went to see them both become a Ninja Turtles fan, and I was like, oh, this is okay.
0: See, again, speaking of if they do it right, but uh, we understand why it has to be done differently. And for some people, this is going to be their introduction to Ninja Turtles and everything before them. Like, to me, I, I, com- so- I compare it to, like, Batman. My first Batman was Michael Keaton. So when I saw the original Batman from the 70s, I was like, who the hell is this guy in tights? Like, you know what I mean? But the people, that's the real Batman, right? Yeah.
2: No, like, I, I, so I saw, I think my first Batman was uh, Keaton. Okay. which to me has been the best batman. Thank you, Hands um down. Then it was uh Val Kilmer. Yep. Um then
0: it was George uh, Clooney. It was
2: uh George Clooney. Yep. Um uh, and then Christian Bale. Yes. Um and then so to me the the best Christian Bale one was the one with Heath Ledger because of Heath Ledger. Of course. Um well, actually, I take that back. Um, so Heath oh. Ledger was the best villain he's ever faced. Right. Um, but um, Matt Hardy as Bane was amazing.
0: Oh, okay. So you're one of the few that but actually Matt, enjoyed that character because a lot of people ripped into Bane.
2: I I mean, I'm, I'm a big... Uh, I'm, am I saying his name or not? Matt Hardy. Um,
0: no. Uh, oh, what's... Yes, yeah, so I was going to say Jeff Hardy. Holy shit. <laughs> no, I know who you're talking about. Um... Not is not Sam Hardy. Oh my God, the actor, the guy who plays Venom. Yes. Yes. What? What's his? Tom Hardy. Hardy. There you go.
2: Yes, Tom Hardy. (laughs) I feel like did a great job as Bane. Um, Tom Hardy is a to me complete range, right? Yes, he's another one. Have you seen Lawless? Which one? Lawless. Lawless, no. Oh man, it's him and Shia LaBeouf and they oh, play um sure. some uh moonshine runners okay um and it is a great movie okay i'll have to check <laughs> it's a really too. good movie um uh so if you see that and then you see him doing uh Venom, they that's contrasting characters um tom hardy also did the uh the the, tw- the gangster twins over in england uh, the Cray Twins. The Cray Twins. Never heard of this uh-huh. either. Holy shit! I'm, I'm falling uh, right behind. Uh, I have to find the name of that. But that that movie was really good too. Okay. But going back to your original question, yeah, the the Batman's, uh, the, Michael Keaton was the best one.
0: He had to be right. Like just uh, there's just something. I think it was because he was the perfect combination of both Batman and. Uh, Bruce Wayne, Wayne, right? Because everyone else, like George Clooney, I think was a great Bruce Wayne, but I didn't see him as a Batman. Like Val Kilmer was just Mm -hmm. bad at both, unfortunately. And like, like that one was just totally wow. That was I don't know what happened there. Who was a casting agent there, man?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Val Kilmer was high at the time. I don't, I don't blame him. Maybe that's what it was, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I mean that time period. Val Kilmer was one of the most sought after actors that's Um, true. out there
0: no that is true anything you're looking forward to that hasn't dropped yet how about that
2: um so i actually like i I was late to the party but i actually got to watch um mission not mission impossible but uh top gun 2 yep a few months ago i was thoroughly impressed
0: really see i started it and i was liking it but then i had to stop but i haven't gone back to watch the rest of it and i should
2: uh, I'll go back and watch it. It
0: is good, and I love part one it as is. well. So,
2: yes, yes, it's crazy how good Tom Cruise looks all these years later. But uh, that movie was amazing. Something that hasn't come out yet that I want to see. Uh, I, or even just I, recently I know, dropped something with me in it. <laughs> huh? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How about the, obviously you brought up the Avengers, obviously you're into the Marvel Universe, have you checked out the Spider-Verse, and are you all caught up with the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh,
2: no, I'm not caught up, um, so I, I am, I'm a big fan of the Avengers, the the series, uh, I had to, in my brain, I'm telling myself, Iron Man was the first one, but I was like, no, that's not right, it was Captain America, mm. and the first, the original one, I was like, if that was the first one, I'm glad they made Iron Man, like, whew. I was not a fan of that first Captain America. I know. Uh, I get reasons. what they they had to tell the story a certain way, but I was just like, eh. uh, Robert Downey Jr. Really, I think he really he did yeah. his thing to get people back on board. Um, right. Uh, as far as like, so I I, I really like the Spider Man, um, but the problem is I have Disney Plus. And
0: just wait for that. two
2: of the installments of Spider-Man are not on Disney plus because of Sony owns oh, uh, that's the right. rights of Spider-Man. And so it's whoever Sony has the streaming deal with. And mm-hmm. I don't have those platforms that they have those other two movies on. So I haven't seen those two, gotcha. but everything else I've pretty much seen.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and what do you think? Do you think again, time has done Marvel it's over. Is, are we done? Like, cause Everything was perfect, like you said, up until the last Avengers movie. Then you see more stuff coming out. The Spider-Man came out. Those were great. You know, Doctor Strange and all that. Do you think the hype on Marvel is finally going to fade and we're going to start seeing less and less? Or do you actually want to keep seeing more?
2: I mean, I want to keep seeing more because I want to work for them. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs>
2: uh, well, okay. Here's the thing, right? I think what messed me up after in-game okay. is they started coming out with the individual shows for the characters.
0: Right.
2: And when they did that, each show kept talking about like the blip yes, and timelines. And I'm like, is all of this happening simultaneously just to each of y'all individually mm-hmm. or all y'all at different points in the timeline? Because you kind of have to watch those to watch the movies that's coming exactly. out. Exactly. And so I'm just like, how many of these do I have to like see in order to be on point like wandavision which i thought was great yep. when it ended i was like okay so at what point are we here and then loki which was really good where where are we so you see I, I, so i've been trying to figure out like are all these shows just showing us the different characters perspective at the same time
0: see that's the, what well i don't know have you watched uh ant-man and wasp uh quantumania. Yes. Okay, so did you did yeah, you see
2: I, I didn't like that one.
0: But did you see the 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 ending reel where it showed Loki and now he's incorporated into this timeline? So now it's so it's okay. saying I that quantum I, I, I think quantum mania happened around the same time that Loki happened. So that this whole multiverse type of, like you see what I mean? So they are starting to tie stuff together, but okay. it's like okay. how long are we supposed to wait? How long is this burn? And it's true. It's it's like wrestling now. You cannot consume every single Friggin promotion out there it's impossible and marvel's making it seem like you should only watch their product and that's it that's you can't think that way because no one's ever going to do that like you know what i mean you have to right. give time for people to do other stuff or else they're going to abandon you completely like then right. that's just my opinion i'm sure other people don't think that another example is the ufc i'm a huge fan but because they saturated the market it's like i don't need to watch every single card anymore so it's like i know why you do it but at the same time you're losing your key people who actually used to watch it before right
2: Right. So, right. Uh, Absolutely. It's it's the um, juggling act, I guess. It is like the. Like, so Marvel just came out with the the Nick Fury series. I, yeah, I see, mean, another I, I thought episode one. I thought episode one was pretty good. I okay. want to I want to finish watching it. But again, I'm like, where on the timeline is this? Because
0: uh, um, have you seen it? No, I, it, it's queued up. I'm going to start watching it either this week or next.
2: Okay, I w- I won't say anything about it then.
0: No, go for it. If, if you only watch the beginning, what what can you ruin?
2: Well they introduced the scrolls.
0: Oh okay. Yeah.
2: Um and how they are essentially immigrants on planet Earth. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> That's different. Um <laughs> Uh, well, Shield knows about him, but nobody else really does. Okay. And now they're kind of like having an uprising. That's basically what set what episode one is setting
0: uh, up for you. Okay, gotcha. Um,
2: but then they also talk about Nick Fury and why, like, why he's been missing, right? Because we haven't seen him. Oh, okay, that's good. Cool, um, huh? Only time we really saw him in the last few Marvel movies was at the end of Infinity War when he was being taken away, and he had hit the signal for Cap for uh, Wonder, uh, Captain uh, what's. What's the character? Oh, uh, Marvel? Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, and so they talk about like, where have you been? Like, you're scared ever since Thanos did the blip. Like, you're just not the same. And right, I'm just right. like, but okay, so clearly this happens after Thanos dies. But are we in the future? Right. Or are we so, right uh, at like... <laughs> so I get it's what just- you're
0: saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to try and piece everything together when you just want them to tell you, here, this is what's happening now. And it's just continuing type of thing, right? No, I get it. Right. right. No, I totally get it. Well, Moses, thank you so much for coming aboard today. Really appreciate it, my friend. Plug whatever you want to promote, your socials, upcoming shows, movies. So
2: um, you can follow me on Instagram at Prolific Moses. uh, Prolific.Moses on on, uh, Twitter is at Prolific Moses. Um, I will be wrestling at MCW on July 8th um, in Hollywood, Maryland. Um, on that same day, uh, O'Shea will be making his MOW, uh, debut. And also on that same day, Shane Taylor will be wrestling, uh, Rich Swan, um, in Texas. So nice. everybody's working, everybody's doing something. And I have a couple more projects in the work, so.
0: That's awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under finger styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast, at gmail.com. And if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast and you like what you heard, please go back. As, as, as I mentioned throughout the show and check out previous episodes featuring SDP members such as Khan, O'Shea Edwards, JD Griffey, and the man himself, Shane Taylor. One last question before I let you go, my friend. So, being an actor, working in entertainment, also being in wrestling, is there any celebrity or actor that you could see to come over and be the next so-called Bad Bunny or Logan Paul? Um,
2: that is a really good question. Uh, I would honestly have to say Conor McGregor.
1: Oh,
0: do you know what? That's a very good one. I like that one.
2: Uh-huh. To me he already ha- he already can do shoot a promo. Right. <laughs> oh, they gotta figure out his in ring style and then he's good to go. And he-, he already comes with a certain level of hatred if you want to hate him, but then you have a certain people who wants to like him. So I-, yep. I think Connor will be really easy of a guy to bring over.
0: No, that's a good that's a good one, man. On that note, he's Moses, I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.